Welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm your host, Michael Phelps. This episode is going to be a little bit different because for the first time, I am going solo. That's right, no guests, just me. Uh, If you guys follow the Hungry for Success Instagram page, you know that a couple weeks ago, I finished the RP Strength uh, 12-week transformation challenge. So I thought I would take this opportunity to share some of the lessons Uh, that I learned while doing that 12-week challenge, and also talk about my strategy for tackling maintenance. So that's two things, right? A lot of people want to lose weight, and hopefully some of the things that I did and some of the struggles that I had can can help you guys out, and you can learn from some of those things. And also, I'm super nervous myself for going into maintenance. Uh, It's something that I've struggled with in the past. My maintenance is my maintenance periods usually turn into uh, more like bulking phases and I slowly gain weight over six or eight months and then I get to the point it's like, hey, I need to cut again. And so I'm trying to avoid that. I'm trying to stay a little bit more lean kind of year round and keep more calories in and hopefully, uh, you know, just build a very strong metabolism uh, while staying pretty lean. So, For anyone who hasn't kind of followed along with the cut and or the 12 week challenge on Instagram, uh, you should be. But here are some of the details. So I signed up for the transformation challenge because I just kind of felt a little bit lost in my fitness and health journey. I didn't really have a concrete goal, but I also wasn't like in a bad place and honestly I was just kind of okay with how I looked and how I felt I needed more I needed something to strive for I needed something to work towards and when I saw this challenge it was free and I just kind of thought like why not why not push myself to be the in the best shape that I've ever been in so I signed up I jumped on the app The app is not free, but it's awesome. I'm in no way affiliated with RP Strength. I have had Nick Shaw, one of the founders of RP Strength, on the podcast. Uh, But I just think that their app and their coaching and, and all the content they put out is awesome. And a lot of their content, including their podcast, uh, really helped me along this cut and the maintenance that I'm doing now. It's helped me be very successful, all the information they put out. So definitely check them out at RP Strength. Getting back to it, when I started this cut, January 1st, I was 230 pounds, and I set a goal of losing 18 pounds in 12 weeks. So not super, super aggressive, but not easy either. That's uh, just a little bit over a pound a week. I was already training pretty aggressively. So typically four days of strength training and then three days of jiu-jitsu. And then a couple, a little bit further on into this challenge, I started doing CrossFit. And at one point I was doing four days a week of CrossFit and four days a week of jiu-jitsu. I decreased my calories like super slowly. So when you sign up for the app, you get on a cut, your calories are decreased instantly. Um, but just at a small level, I felt really good on those first uh, those first calorie set. After that, I decreased my calories super slowly. I took one small decrease after three weeks, and then I took one small decrease at week eight. Uh, 
each of those were like a couple hundred calorie decrease. And then actually after week eight, it was somewhere around week 10, uh, I just took all of my exercise out. So that lowered my calories again, uh, just a little bit. And the reason I did that is because on week eight, uh, while I was exercising, I felt uh, a pretty significant pop in my lower back. And then in the following days, like the pain got pretty rough. It was uh, not like unbearable, but definitely didn't feel good. And so being like the super smart, intelligent person I am, I just decided that I would just keep training and kind of work through it. Uh, ultimately, that didn't work out. And I had to take about five weeks off of almost all exercises uh, outside of physical therapy and corrective exercises, pretty much all I was doing. Some like very light kettlebell stuff, very light uh, body weight, but I was able to at least keep moving, but not really get a serious workout in. So that time, somewhere around week nine, I kind of had the decision to make. Uh, do I quit the cut and in the challenge and go into maintenance early and just try to heal up? Uh, at that point, I was already down 12 or 13 pounds somewhere, and so I just kind of decided, like, what would it hurt to keep working towards my goal? If I don't hit it, I don't hit it, but at least I know that I gave it, I gave it my all for 12 weeks, right? So it was really more of like a mental victory that I felt like I needed. I started this, I need to finish it. If I hit, I don't have to be super aggressive, but you know, I'm not going to be super upset with myself if I don't hit my goal, but I'm going to keep trying. So I decided to push on for the next three weeks, and ultimately I did hit my goal. My average weight for the last week of the challenge was exactly 212. I even saw 210 on the scale a couple times, uh, but one thing I love about the RP app is uh, you weigh yourself a couple times a week, and everything runs off of your average weight. So when I look back at this, like what did I learn? That's what I really wanted to sit down and kind of spend some time reflecting and have this like cut not just be for nothing, like actually learn some things from it. So I sat down, I put together a list of 10 things that stuck out to me in no particular order. And that's what I'm going to talk about now. So the first thing was setting a reasonable goal is a major key to success. People set super unreasonable goals and usually end up quitting because the diet or the cut is excruciating. Now, <coughs> now this obviously depends on how much weight you had to lose, right? But for most people, if your goal is to lose 40 pounds before you go to a wedding and that wedding is in 10 weeks, it's going to be pretty damn tough to lose four pounds a week. Like you're talking about a significant cut in calories and it's going to become uncomfortable pretty quick. So I think if I remember correctly, the people over at RP, they suggest uh, no more than 10% cut of your body weight. So for me, that 18 pounds would have been more like 8%. And to be honest, it, it felt really good. Uh, if I would have increased it, that two more percent, so that would have been 23 pounds for me total. I think it would have been very challenging to hit my goal, especially with all the things that popped up. So you want to pick something that 
is, you know, you want to make smart goals, right? And you want to pick something that is attainable. And I would say anything under 10% is probably attainable for most people if you're willing to be committed and work hard. But if you get too wild with your goal, you'll quickly, quickly be in bad shape. The second thing uh, has to be one of my favorite quotes. It comes from Stan Efferding. He always says, compliance is, in, compliance is the science. So all of these diets work. All of them will get you uh, to that point. But you have to be compliant. The diet works if you work it, right? My absolute favorite thing about the RP Diet app is that every meal, it prompts you and asks if you are over, under, or at your calories for that meal. So every calorie, every time that you hit yes or no, it counts that towards a compliance score, right? For this 12-week cut, my compliance score was a little over 96%. Now, normally, I try to preach to people about the 80-20 rule, which for most people in most situations is true. But for me, I was trying to take my physique or my body or look or whatever you want to call it to the next level. Like I was trying to get some visible abs. I was trying to be a lower body fat percentage. Um, all these things. So I felt like I felt like I needed to be a little bit more dedicated to the than the average person to hit the goals that I really wanted to see. So out of 316 meals that were eaten, 304 of them were, you know, spot on. And so I, I wanted to, my goal for this whole thing was to keep it at 95% uh, compliance or better. And I achieved that and I hit my goal. Not perfect, but 95% or higher. And that's what I did. So how do you do that? In my opinion, the easiest way to keep your compliance that high is by meal prepping. So Sundays in the Phelps household are typically uh, go to church, hit the grocery store, meal prep, do some podcasting. My wife does some homework. And that's what it looks like. And it's all about kind of getting mentally and, and physically and getting prepared for the week in all of these ways. So the meal prep usually takes roughly an hour or so to complete, and that includes uh, washing dishes, or dishwasher loaded up, uh, kitchen cleaned, everything, ready to go. But it gives you so much more freedom. When I'm at work, and all I have to do is run down to the refrigerator and grab my food, there's no decisions to be made about which restaurant do I go to, what do I eat, how do I not mess up my diet, you know, do I eat this or do I eat that? There's no like decision fatigue. It's, I'd literally go to the refrigerator, grab exactly what I have completely prepped that perfectly meets my macros and I eat it. And then whenever somebody says, hey, do you want to go out to eat? It's a lot easier to say like, hey, I got food in the refrigerator, don't want it to go bad. than just say, no, because you're going to the pizza place and there's nothing there that is going to fit within my goals. So that's going to help me move towards my goals. It's a lot easier to to deal with at that point, right? In my opinion, really, the only way to be super compliant is to be super prepared. So, for example, uh, one day 
I was invited to a work, uh, like lunch meeting that I needed to go to. It was at, it was at a nicer uh, steakhouse in town. So before lunch, I looked up the restaurant, uh, found they had like a nutritional guide, and was able to enter all the stuff into my fitness pal and find something to eat uh, <coughs> that was semi-normal and still fit into my macros. So I had like a filet with some steamed veggies uh, and like a dinner roll. It almost perfectly fit. So there are ways to make these things work, but you just have to be prepared. You have to be able to be prepared to make the right decisions and also prepared to understand how to do that. So number three, this is kind of uh, counterintuitive to what I just said, but you don't have to be perfect. Like I said, I was 96%. There's 4% of the time I definitely was not perfect. Um, I wasn't perfect, and I hit my goal right on the money. If I was perfect, could I have lost more weight? Maybe, but at that point, who cares? I mean, here's the deal. There's some things that you might just want to take part in, whether it's a family gathering, a birthday, like some sort of work celebration. Maybe your cousin is coming into town you haven't seen in 10 years, and they want to go out and eat and drink and have a good time. Like, you're not going to say no to that. You name it, it could be anything. Here's the deal, you just have to do it, but get back on the diet the very next meal and realize that every event is not an excuse to go off the rails, which is something that I've done a hundred times. It's like, well, this weekend, it's my best friend's birthday, and then next weekend, it's uh, some kind of event, and then the weekend after that, it's a family gathering, and then the weekend after that, Every event can't turn into some major thing that you're willing to go off the diet for. If there's one thing that is truly special and you're willing to go off the diet for one meal and then get back on, then do it. But everything can't be special. Number five, if you want to lose weight, you're probably going to be hungry. Listen, losing weight is hard and the more calories you cut, the harder it gets and the harder you feel. I found a couple ways that really helped me like mitigate that hunger. Basically, I was doing stuff like chewing sugar-free gum, drinking a bunch of additional water, uh, adding a little extra caffeine as if I don't already drink an astronomical amount, and also adding a lot of volume to my food, which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, I've heard, I hear people talk about like anti-diet culture and how bad diets are and blah, 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 blah. And they make it seem like you should never be hungry when you're on a diet. But here's the facts. To lose weight, you got to burn more calories than you take in. And just that in itself is going to leave you hungry. You're going to want more food, but you have, it's okay to feel a little hungry. You're going to, it's going to happen. You get used to it. I'm not saying to starve yourself. You want to be eating a safe amount of calories, a safe amount of fats and carbs and all these things. But a little bit of hunger is normal. And to me, it's actually a sign when I know that I'm kind of hitting that point that I need to be at. All right, so that brings me to the last thing. You have to bring your calories down as slow as possible, or you should. One of the biggest mistakes that I've noticed since 
I started dieting and since I've gotten involved in the, you know, like weight loss Instagram community and Facebook pages is, is that people go from eating five to six thousand calories a day in these super calorie dense foods. They're eating pizza and wings and beers and then they go to eating clean at 1500 calories a day. So that's another thing that I really enjoy about the RPF is it starts you at a decent amount of calories and then it bring at the end of each week there's a review and so on that review depending on your weight it asks you if you want to stay the same reduce calories or increase calories and it does it a little by little now if you're too aggressive with that hitting that all the time you will quickly get down to some super low calories but so for me, I didn't take my first calorie reduction until after three weeks. I didn't take another one for the next five weeks. And then I only took like a very slight one once I started, once I stopped uh, pretty much completely working out altogether due to my uh, reduced exercise, right? So here's the thing is... As long as you're trending in the right direction, there's no reason to change your macros. Like, just keep them the same. And then, honestly, if you stop making progress, I would give it two to three weeks just to see if, you know, that could be because of water weight, inflammation, stress, all these different things, like, can contribute to your weight. And sometimes it's not all about just how many calories you've eaten. So I went probably two weeks, didn't lose a single pound, didn't change anything. And then on that third week, I dropped like four pounds. And so while I was definitely tempted to change my macros after those first two weeks, I didn't. I left them exactly the same and it paid off. Well, if I would have taken them down, then, you know, the next however long, I'm on a lower budget for my food, eating less and less macros. So that takes me to my next point, number seven. Weight loss is not a straight line and the scale can really, really, really mess with your head. And I know that a lot of people have this and some people even discourage you not to use the scale at all, but I think it's an important data point. It's something that we need but you just have to use it correctly. And it's something that in some ways that I even struggled with myself. So you gotta, with the app, you have to step on the scale a couple times, two, three times a week, uh, and usually not in consecutive days. So my scale days were Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and really I stepped on the scale more than that and I inputted it into the app without it asking for it. So the reason why that it asks you to input so much is because uh, everything is based off of your weekly average. Nothing is based off of a single weight. So this is because if you just step on the scale on a random day of the week and don't take into account like the workouts you've done, the water you've drank, the stress you're under, all these things, you could have a six to eight pound fluctuation from the previous week, but it not be, I could at least, maybe not some people, but and it not be from 
additional body fat or additional body tissue fat tissue sorry it could be from anything so it is best to take an average of all those times and see how you are trending um, that also really helped me with some of the mental games because on the app it just showed you your average weight so it didn't even show you your other weights and it gave you this nice little green line and as long as that green line continued to go in a downward direction over the course of the weeks that's all that really mattered to me and uh, just seeing that go down seeing that going the right way really helps you have to trust the process and really commit to it you know by doing that it doesn't mess with your head as much just saying here I am this has worked for hundreds of people or thousands or hundreds of thousands whatever it is it will work to me if I commit to it and if I stay compliant and that helps alleviate some of the mental games that you play with the scale too number eight is volume and food selection are super 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 important so what is volume and how does that relate to food selection you want to get the most bang for your buck when it comes to your calories because your calories are going to get lower you are going to get hungrier like we talked about but one of the best ways to to get around that is by eating like some whole natural foods that fill you up and give you the most volume of food for your calories so for example if I have 500 calories to spend, if I eat 500 calories of Skittles, I'm not going to be as full and stay uh, as full as long as if I were to eat 500 calories worth of grilled chicken. So we need these things to fill us up and, and satiate us. Um, adding veggies you know most vegetables are super low in calories as long as you don't put a bunch of oil and all kinds of stuff on them uh, things like broccoli asparagus uh, green beans just all these different things you can eat a large quantity of them for a pretty low amount of calories so that's what I mean by adding volume it's basically making the size of your meal bigger for the same amount of calories and that's going to keep you more full uh, so the closer you get to the end of your cut, and the more calories you take out, the less calorie-dense foods you really, really want to consume. Alright, number nine. Doing something difficult takes a good deal of mental toughness and discipline. During a cutting phase, you will definitely face some tough times. Just because you're dieting doesn't mean that life and all the other bullshit going on around you stops. Your car might break down, your dog might get sick, or a million other just stupid things could happen. And when they do, the diet might be the last thing on your mind, and a quick stop for fast food might make you feel better in the moment. This is where your mental toughness and discipline really have to kick in. Stop yourself, acknowledge the feelings that you're having. This is something that I do, but also struggle with. And I just try to say, hey... I'm having a shitty day because work's just got me stressed out. I want to pull my hair out because all these things are going wrong and my boss is driving me crazy. And I'm okay with that. It's going to happen. I'm going to get through with it. But then I'm sitting out in front of a fast food restaurant 
getting ready to go in and just make myself feel better by eating that food because it's delicious, right? But then you say, is this going to help me towards my goal or put me farther away from it? If that answer is it's going to put you farther away from it and it's something that you do not have to have in that moment, then walk away. Use your discipline. Use your mental toughness. Some things in life aren't controllable and we can't control how those things, what happens. But we can't control how those things affect us. And the more right decisions we make, the easier it becomes to continue to make the right decisions. But the opposite is also true. The more we give in to those, those wants, the more we make those bad decisions, the easier it is to make those bad decisions. And number 10, if after however many weeks, five, six, seven, eight, you're just not losing weight, you're in a bad place mentally, you're physically not feeling well, there's literally no shame in quitting the diet and starting a maintenance phase. Um, I considered doing this when my back was hurt and probably would have been the better option. But at the same time, I was so close to my goal. I wasn't starving. I was still eating well over 2,000 calories a day. I was just a little bit hungry, a little bit uncomfortable, but nothing crazy. So I decided to just to hammer down and get after it. But there's a big difference between being mentally tough and just torturing yourself. You want to be successful with your weight loss and make it a long-term lifestyle. So you have to give yourself a little bit of slack, go into maintenance, and just reassess why it didn't work, what you could have done better. Did you not do a previous good enough maintenance to help build your calories up? Try to figure out what's going on and how you can do better next time mentally and physically uh, with your workouts, whatever it may be, to make that next cut more successful. Those are some of the major things that stuck out to me about my cut. I'm super happy that it's over. I'm glad that it was successful. Uh, huge thank you to Nick Shaw and Dr. Mike and the people at RP and the app. I really do enjoy it. Like I said, I'm not affiliated with them at all, but I did really enjoy using their product, consuming their information. So the next thing that I want to talk about is maintenance. Uh, Denise and I did an entire podcast on maintenance, but it's still a scary topic, especially even for me. I mean, lots of people are scared of the N-word, the N-word aka maintenance, but really everybody should be looking forward to maintenance. It's like Wonderland. It's the place you get more calories and you get more freedom and you're allowed to have like more of a lifestyle. This is where that 80-20 rule really does just fully come into play and you're able to make the most of it. So I'm about three weeks into maintenance now and you know the first thing that I did was as soon as I got off maintenance was I raised my calories. Um, I raised it almost 400 calories around 350 um, the very first week and I still ate almost exactly the same. So I ate almost exactly the same foods, just more of them. One thing I heard on the RP podcast that really stuck with me is like 
if you do a three-month diet, it should actually really be a four-month diet. So you diet for three months, and then that fourth month, you go into maintenance, you get more calories, but you're eating all the same diet foods. And what that, what that does for you is when you come off of a, a cut and you're starving and mentally you're worn out and physically you're worn out, you just want to dive into all kinds of crazy awesome foods. But what that does is that it allows you to eat more food, get more full, kind of rebuild your metabolism and, and get yourself more food where you're not feel like you're starving and all these things. And then that kind of keeps you from binge eating because you're not like a wild hyena, like attacking its prey. You're more in a more natural mindset. You feel better and you don't feel like you need to just get after all these foods. And so I've really kind of, I really, mine was more two weeks of doing that. And still Monday through Friday, I'm pretty dead on the diet, exact same like I was. And then I let myself get a little more loose on Saturdays, Sundays. After the first two weeks of the diet, I did add an additional 200 calories. I'm sitting somewhere right around uh, 3,000 calories on the days that I work out. And I plan to try to up that again in probably two to three more weeks. Um, I'm trying to give each of these rounds two to three weeks just to make sure that uh, give my body a chance to get used to the additional carbs, to get used to the additional calories, and make sure that I'm going to kind of stay the same weight because that's the entire goal of maintenance, right, is to eat as much food as we absolutely can without the weight continuing to go up. And for the amount of training that I do, that's a pretty significant amount of food. Hopefully it's 34, 3,500 calories a day. That would be great. If I could eat that and not lose weight or not gain weight, I would feel very happy. Uh, but another one of the big things about maintenance is a lot of people mess up on maintenance because they don't have a goal. And so I've made some goals for maintenance that I'm going to try to stick to. Obviously, the number one goal is to uh, keep my weight within a certain range. I think the app has mine set from, uh, I want to say, three or 210 to 216. So kind of like a six-pound range there. And I've been uh, right at 212 for the most of it. I fluctuated between 212 and 214. It's kind of been an up-and-down roller coaster but sticking right there. But another thing I want to do is uh, I've always been absolutely terrible at pull-ups. So I set a physical goal that is quantitative to be able to do 15 pull-ups by the time 2022 gets here. So I have, uh, I got a couple more months to be working on that. Actually, I got more than a couple. I got a lot of months to be working on that. But as of right now, I have a vacation in September, and one of the goals is to have a thousand reps of pull-ups in by then. So if you want to get better at pull-ups, yes, you should do some pull-ups. Then the next goal is honestly just putting in work. So I want to compete in jiu-jitsu, and I want to be strong. So 
I plan to try to do four workouts per week every week and three jiu-jitsu classes a week minimum. And so that's a pretty steady work workload, keeping me a very active lifestyle. Plus, uh, I think being in maintenance when the baby is born in July will be a big help because I won't have to be as dialed in on my calories. I will just have to make sure that I'm not completely off the rails, make sure that I'm keeping myself in check. And I plan to keep using the app, keep getting those reminders every day about where I'm at, am I over my macros at or under, and keep getting that compliance score. And while not everything is perfect, even if I'm eyeballing something, I know if I'm generally in the ballpark, and that helps the compliance score. So uh, I hope that you guys have enjoyed hearing a little bit about this maintenance, hearing a little bit about the cut, and uh, I wanna keep you guys updated I've been a little MIA, a little sick, a little stressed with work, all kinds of excuses, but uh, I plan to be doing more active on social media and making sure we keep knocking these podcasts out. i uh, got some awesome guests coming up soon that I can't wait for you guys to hear. All right, so as always, stay hungry, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.